0: Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk a little bit about Stoicism. And I want to talk about five ways that Stoicism can help ease your anxiety. I don't talk about this a lot here, but it actually was a part of my own healing, was running into, quite by accident, some Stoic philosophy. So while there's no real magic pill or potion that will eradicate anxiety, since it's part of our natural biology to be able to have those kind of feelings, we can find different ways out of it, which is totally what we talk about here. So I wanted to share a article, uh, little bits and pieces of it. I will have a link to the entire article in the show notes. And it was a post by Catherine Tate about stoicism and anxiety. So what is stoicism? What are we talking about here? Um, Stoicism was first Taught in the streets of Athens in 300 BCE. It later swept through Rome, and which is why some of the most famous Stoic philosophers were Roman, like Seneca and Epictetus and the Emperor Marcus Aurelius. So, Epictetus was one of the Stoics that I read when I was working my way out of my anxious days, and I had a copy of this tiny little book. I actually sold it in my shops in New York. Of his, and it was really a book that I went back to over and over again. This little tiny book was so deep as far as what it made so much sense to me, and it helped me shift my attitude. And that is a lot of the problems that we have with anxiety is in our attitude, and much in the same way that Buddhist philosophy had helped me that's what I was finding in some of this Stoic philosophy, in particular, Epictetus. And remember, I want you to remember this as we're talking here today, because I'll mention Epictetus a lot, that he was a slave. So his wisdom was very hard earned. So unlike other philosophies, Stoicism inspires action over debate. So with just a few core teachings that are easy to adapt, you can begin to really get the hang of some of this Stoic philosophy. So it's kind of interesting, what can 2000 year old words of wisdom teach us about calming our minds in today's world? One of the things is change the things you can control. And now, I know that's going to sound familiar to you because I say it a lot. And here's a quote from Epictetus. Make the best use of what is in your power and take the rest as it happens. Hear that? That sounds like the serenity prayer to me, right? And interestingly, many people think anxiety is a personality trait rather than something that we are just faulty in our habits. So it can be treated. It is not a personality trait. In reality, it is possible to shift your anxious thoughts and your behaviors for more peace and calm. For the Stoics, it starts with changing the things you can control, like your beliefs, like letting go of the things that you can't control. The Stoics taught us that our Emotions come from our beliefs. We can't control what happens to us, but we can control our beliefs. And what I say here often is, right, we can't control what happens to us, but we can learn to control our reactions and move our reactions more from knee-jerk reaction to responses. And then let go of the things you can't. Epictetus, a slave-turned-Stoic, also taught that you can overcome any adversity if you focus on the things you can control. And what are those? We want to remember, we can control our thoughts and we can control our beliefs and let go of the things that you can't. Often, we label our experiences scary or disastrous and then we react emotionally to match that belief, to match those words. Stoicism says you have the power to replace unhelpful beliefs with healthier ones. To put it another way, if you change your thoughts, you can change your emotions and your view of the world. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Now back to the Stoic philosophy and my favorite Stoics. The anxious mind might find this hard to hear that we can change our thoughts and we can change our emotions and our view of the world because it loves to be in control of everything but trying to influence other people, other situations, you suffer as a slave of circumstances, allowing them to dictate how you think and feel about yourself and the world around you. If you can instead focus on your thoughts, your values, your behaviors, you can find some peace in letting go of everything else good habits equal good life. And here's another quote from Epictetus. He says, progress is achieved not by luck or accident, but by working on yourself every day. We talk about that here so much on how we need to do our practices over and over and over again, because our good life is not from luck or accident by by building these good habits. Here we can see where habits or daily practices can come into playing a healing role in our lives. As Epictetus said, it is difficult for a person to come to a new principle unless they should hear it every day and at the same time practice it. Wow, that is an excellent one. And it is one that helps me remember that we need to hear these principles over and over and over again. We need to also practice them at the same time. So when you hear me say things over and over again, I hope that you are not thinking that I just think you need to hear it just you, we all need to hear it over and over again. And we need to practice what we are hearing, practice what we are learning. Daily tools and techniques like meditation, like journaling, can help you experiment with new beliefs and new habits until they become your new default, your new second nature. It's important to focus on the moment. Here's a quote from Seneca. Wild animals run from the dangers they actually see, and once they have escaped them, worry no more. We, however, are tormented alike by what is past and what is to come. A number of our blessings do us harm, for memory brings back the agony of fear, while foresight brings it on prematurely. No one confines his unhappiness to the present. And again, that was from Seneca. Like, when was the last time that you let yourself just be in the moment with no manic multitasking, no fear of the future, no replaying the past, just content and mindful in this moment? Just do that right now, just this moment few of us are ever truly immersed in the present moment. As humans, we have an incredible ability to do something called decoupled cognition. And this is when we are aware of what's going on around us. But we are also mulling over something that could have happened and or vividly imagining or replaying interactions with others in our mind. For instance, you're having a chat with a friend while simultaneously running through your to-do list or thinking about a fight you had with your partner. This is called decoupled cognition, and we're very blessed as humans and cursed to be able to do this. Of course, it is very helpful in many situations, but it also can keep us disconnected from the present moment. Ruminating on the past or worrying about the future stops us from enjoying the moment. And it means that we spend all our time and energy on things that we can't do anything about. As Seneca, another famous Stoic wrote, what is the point of dragging up sufferings that are over, of being miserable now because you were miserable then. And Epictetus says, the fool with all his other faults has this also. He is always getting ready to live. We are so blessed again to be able to have the minds that we do, but we need to be able to take Ourselves to a place where we can be in only this present moment. Now, we obviously can't do that all the time. We need to be planning, we need to take care of things. We have remembering bubbles up. We are not even aware that we are bringing it on ourselves. It comes up. But we want to be able to be living in this present moment, not always getting ready to live. Seneca, uh, really, Seneca and Epictetus were my two favorites, and that's why you're hearing me talk about them a lot today. But Seneca told a friend once, what I advise you to do is not to be unhappy before the crisis comes, since it may be that the dangers before which you paled as if they were threatening you will never come upon you they certainly have not yet come. We need to pay attention to that. We want to take Seneca's advice there what he was giving to his friend. Let, Let us be that friend. And what he's advising us to do is to not be unhappy before the crisis comes. We want to be able to just let it come and know that we can handle it when it gets here. Seneca and Stoicism remind us that while bad things may happen in the future, they aren't happening to us now. It is likely that some troubles will befall us, but it is not a present fact, Seneca said. How often has the unexpected happened? How often has the expected never come to pass? And even though it is ordained to be, does it avail to run out to meet your suffering? You will suffer soon enough when it arrives. So look forward, meanwhile, to better things. To me, that is so awesome. Why are we running up to it before it is even happening? It's like we are making sure that we suffer not once, but twice we need to learn how to separate reasonable worries from the irrational ones. If you focus too much on what might happen and spend your mental energy living in a perceived future, you deprive yourself of enjoying a full life now. We want to remember love and compassion also, just like in Buddhism, Stoicism sees compassion as a key to happiness. We are naturally wired to live in harmony with others and act kindly. When you act according to that nature, you feel balanced and content. So how would one go about living stoically? Stoicism is often misunderstood. Many people think that it's about being indifferent or suppressing your emotions, but it's not. Rather, it's an ancient philosophy that actually teaches you to transform your thoughts, beliefs, and emotions, just as happens today in psychotherapy. And since psychotherapy was not happening for me (laughs) In the 1980s, when I was struggling, I am so grateful that I was drawn to and actually pursued the stoic philosophers. So, what now? What can you and I do today when the pressures or surprises in life throw us into a loop of anxious thinking and feeling? Whether it's a work presentation, a sick parent, or the fate of our planet, ask yourself one question is this in my control? If it is, focus on what you can do to navigate the situation. If it is not, just let it go. Drop the rope. Then come back to the present and remember that while you can't control everything that happens in life, you can choose how to respond. Over time, this simple Stoic practice could spark the shift from suffering and struggle to compassion and calm. And I have five steps here that I'm going to read to you and then leave you to go and explore the Stoics for yourself. Ask yourself, is this in my control? If it is, change it. If not, accept it without panic anxiety, or anger. No judgment. The second one, practice helpful habits and reinforce them with tools like journaling and meditation and all of the breathing techniques we talk about here. The third one is to focus on the present moment and practice mindfulness. Number four, Avoid catastrophizing and imagine the good things in life to come. And finally, practice compassion and devote some time in your life to helping others. And now for today's quote. Make the best use of what is in your power and take the rest as it happens.